0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hi, this is Tanya Pinkins. Uh, my guest today is, wow, I don't even know how to say. he's He's a teacher. He's a director. He's a writer. He's an actor. He's an artist. Uh, I, I just want to dive right in so you can hear the wisdom of Larry Moss.
2: Tonya, it's great to see you.
1: Oh, Larry, it is so great to see you. And you're here in New York? Yes. I had no idea. So you're coaching like crazy, and your computer's filled with coaching. And is it recording all of them? So you got recordings in there too?
2: Some of them, yeah. Some of them, I I have. And and um, it it's a whole new world. I mean, the last seven months, I've been virtual. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm I've spent forty eight years being live, and suddenly I'm on this machine. But it's so wonderful to see your face. Yeah. But, but uh. It just, it just feels like another world for all of us, and it's a, it's a little lonely and mm-hmm. a little disconnected. Uh, but thank God for our craft. You know, I was teaching a monologue class yesterday, uh, and we did 10 actors and actresses on great, great writers. And uh, there was so much beauty. Even though we were on a machine, I could feel the touch. So it's possible.
1: What are you, um, so if you're doing monologues, that's for the theater, right? Yes. How has your coaching adjusted for people who are auditioning for the theater, which requires a great deal more muscularity, but when you put that on screen, it kind of doesn't work.
2: So. You know, it's very interesting. I was talking with some actors and actresses yesterday and they were saying they're being coached, you know, to be very simple and not not move around a lot and be ready for the camera. And I was saying, yeah, for certain jobs, certain television roles, certain film roles, but when you look at, you know, obviously Meryl Streep or Denzel uh, Washington or uh, Daniel Day-Lewis or Joaquin Phoenix or Viola Davis, they are not small. Not, they're not monochrome, you know, kind of just mm-hmm. they use their face, they use their emotions, they use their bodies, and they're the big actors and actresses. And I, I'm saying to them learn the theater technique, have a voice, have a body that's um, expressive behaviorally. And when you need to bring it down to a, 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 a small screen or a close up, of course, you do less but that doesn't stop your internal needs and desire and character. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big misunderstanding about that. Mm.
1: Yeah, I I don't understand. I sometimes try to figure out like, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, I love being big. I love what the theater allows you to do and then I'll look at it on screen and be like, oh,
2: yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, I gotcha, but it depends where the camera is, what the part is, because, you know, I always say, uh, underacting is as bad as overacting. It's just less embarrassing. Mm. Mm. So it's like learning the medium you're working in. Nobody wants to see anybody face act or over gesticulate or be acting. Right. We, want, we want human beings on the screen and on the stage, but every character is different. Mm-hmm. So it's not such a simple answer. You know, the big thing that people will say, just throw it away. Sometimes on television they'll say, throw it away. Yeah, what is just, that? Just throw it away. Don't say anything. Uh, you know, just don't do anything. Just, just say the line. Okay, cut, print, go. They didn't embarrass themselves. And then you go. And who is having the big careers? Mm. Mm. I mean, I saw fences with Denzel and, and Viola three times. Mm. And I watch them grow and grow and grow and grow. And then I watch them do the movie. I mean, that's a perfect example. And they're not that much different. Hmm. It's just you hold it. I want to say this the right way because it's such a it's such a complex and, and um, misunderstood idea. And the one way that I think I can be clear about it is to say, put it through the eyes on film. And if you have certain things, for instance, I was coaching a, a, an actress on a movie that she w- wanted, and the director wanted her. It was a like a you know billion-dollar movie, and it was the lead. Mm. The director mm. sent her to me, and he said, can you fix her? And I went... We love her, but there's something wrong. She's not, so she came over to my house and we started working on the script and she was gesturing with her lower lip, like pressing it down, but mm. she wasn't aware of it. And I said, are you aware that, you're, that you're, there's tension in your lower lip? And right before she said, no, I'm not, she did it.
1: Mm.
2: I said, do you see what your lip just did? And she went, oh my God. I do that all the time. I said, don't do that. Don't let your, don't go to the tension in your mouth. And we worked through the scene. She went back for the final screen test and she got it.
1: How did you catch that?
2: Well, 48 years of teaching and observing behavior and observing the way people breathe and where they hold tension. Mm. And part of my work as a teacher is I go, how is the actor breathing and where are they holding body tension? And that usually comes from childhood Mm. and from trauma. Mm. We all do things to defend ourselves. And when you find what the defense mechanisms are that stop the flow of your impulses, you got it.
1: But can't that also sometimes make for a very interesting actor because their particular set of tensions and neuroses just makes them interesting on screen?
2: If it's right for the parts, you know, it's got to be right for the writer.
1: How do you know that? You couldn't have it. Nobody taught you that. That wasn't in a book. How do you know that?
2: Thousands and thousands of hours on teaching. Enormous amounts of being on movie sets, working in the Broadway theater. You know, I coach films, I coach television, I coach theater, uh, and it's been my life. I mean, that's so your
1: experience. You've got the master, well beyond the ten thousand hours of mastery of this craft of acting.
2: Yes, it's my life. I, I, I. When I was working with the ten actors yesterday. They were so on fire and we were working on George Bernard Shaw and we were working on Shakespeare and we were working on Tennessee Williams and we were working on Arthur Miller and we were working on Adam Rapp and you know working uh, some of the some of the new writers uh, uh, You you know um, Going back to the 40s when women were not uh, Seen as writers yet. There was Lillian Hellman Mm. If you go back to Lillian Hellman, to the Little Foxes, or the Children's Hour, women were starting to have voices. Mm-hmm. And now we have, you know, Paula Vogel, and, uh, you know, th- we have uh, this this litany of uh, human beings, different races, different genders, uh, different... Uh nationalities of people that are writing about the human experience and now we are all together in this pandemic And we are all together in The economic crisis And you know tonya, I I, I don't even want to say this to you because it makes me very sad And uh, I I And we all watch george floyd mm. And you can't be the same and the audience that's gonna come back to the theater when, God bless us, it comes back, is a different set of millions of people because of what we've all been through.
1: I hope you're right because I don't know. I don't know, 74 million people, you know, said something different. <laughs> they, didn't see, they didn't see what I was seeing.
2: No, but sometimes, Tanya, collectively in the theater, the human heart vibrates together. You see it in an audience, what were you gonna say?
1: No, I think that the theater is the closest as you can get to a real life experience and be
2: transformed, have that amygdala shift. Yes. So I have a lot of hope and I have a lot of excitement. I'm also getting actors and actresses to write. Mm. I taught a writing class where people were writing autobiographical material and out of it came uh, movie that's been mm. uh, out of it came a one-person show. Um, people had emotional and psychological breakthroughs by writing mm. about things they were scared of, things mm. they were celebrating. I have this hunch that there is are hidden writers in actors and actresses they never find, and I want to say to every actor and actress, sit down. Every day and write for five minutes. Even if you write, I don't know what to write. I'm not a writer I don't know what I'm doing In fact, one woman in my class Wrote a monologue about not being able to write a monologue And then she started hearing voices from Ireland and Mm. Russia And she became all these different people who were trying to help her. It Mm. was so, So brilliant and it came out of her her madness of frustration. So she had these sub-personalities of different nationalities who talked to her. Wow. And I said, that is a play. And, mm. she's, and she's writing it. Yeah. There is, there is so much to be found. And there is so much love and hope and desire. And I look at the younger generation of actors and actresses, and they want... Us, to guide them, help them, love them, see them, nurture them, be with them. So that's where my brain is at. And I get to talk to you.
1: And people can't see you, but you are on fire. Like I was going to ask you, you, know, do you live alone? Are you alone in this yes, pandemic? i alone. So no contact with anybody for nine months? Or are there any people you social distance meet with?
2: A, a little bit. Okay. But I'm very paranoid because I'm much older. And, um, I know at my age, if I get sick, I could die. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm in that, I'm in that age where, and I go, you know what? This is what all the years of therapy have finally given me, Tonya. Mm. I have someone within me that's alive that I can talk to. Hmm. I'm not dead inside. And I talk to people every day. I have dear friends. I talk to students every day. Um, I watch great films. I, uh, I sing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I meditate. I read the great books. And mm. I'm learning. Mm. And that's one thing about getting older is you go, every moment is precious. Mm-hmm. And every feeling you have, don't judge it, explore it, yeah but yes. i'm so, I'm so friggin angry right now, okay, what's it about? Yes, uh, right? I'm so scared right now. what's it about? Yes, don't be afraid of your fear
1: Yes, that is exactly where I am. It's like whatever you're feeling, it's going to pass. So embrace it while you got it. Oh, my God, this hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. It's gone. Oh, my God, this feels so good. This feels so good. It feels so good. It's gone. Like embrace it. Bless everything that's coming.
2: Yes. And that's being alive. Every breath. Every visual. I have a lot of paintings in my apartment. And I have a brilliant print of a, a, a painting by Degas called Woman with the Flowers. Mm. It's just a woman sitting at a table with a gigantic bouquet of flowers. Mm. And every single day, I kid you not, I see something new in that painting. Mm. Look it yeah, up. I gotta see it. The Woman with the Flowers, the amount of shading, color, character, what's on the walls, what's on the door frames, the handkerchief she's holding, the 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 different whites, the different purples, the different blues. It it's it's genius. When I mm. watch that painting, or like I have a painting you can see behind me. Mm-hmm. It's green, but if you look closely, within that green is yellow, red, aqua, navy blue, black, purple, and it pops the green. Mm hmm. All the nuances. And my great mm-hmm. teacher, Stella Adler, said the first day of our class, she said, Thank you for coming to my class. Now please go to Central Park and pick uh, pick me 20 different shades of green. Mm. And we all got, we all went to the park like we were insane. And we're <laughs> picking, right. And we're right. picking we're picking up grass and okay this is yellow green this is chartreuse this is oh this is dark green this is forest green and we came to her office and we dumped all of the leaves and grass she said that's acting mm-hmm.
1: wow with lucky slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, avoid or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.
1: Wow, you and I both studied with Stella and Warren Robertson.
2: Yes. And I was lucky enough, my first teacher was Sanford Meisner.
1: Oh, well, yeah, I got Bill Esper, who was, you know, a generation down from Sanford Meisner.
2: Bill was wonderful. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I also got to study with you. So you've been around a long time. And I tell people that, you know, you're lucky if you get to be around a long time. What do you know now that you're you're imparting that's beyond the gift you give people as artists? What do you know that you're like, besides what you just said about embracing your feelings. What's the wisdom you have?
2: Well, I can tell you, Tanya, when you ask me that question mm. right now, I'm, I'm in tears. Mm. And I'll tell you what I learned. What I learned is respect and love for every actor and actress I work with and that they come with their history. And when you understand that human beings Have a history from the moment they are conceived till the moment you meet them. They are carrying so much feeling and so much thought and if you can help them be safe and introduce them to great writers they give birth to the artist inside of them through writers. I say the greatest symbiosis I know is when the hand of the actor or actress takes the hand of a good writer. Mm. And art is born. Mm. And I say to my students, read the great plays. Go back and read the great American plays, the great European plays. Go back to the Greeks. Go back to Shakespeare. Read every day. I read every day. I work on scripts every day. And when I look at a person in front of me and I may go, oh, they're so blocked. They're so rigid. I go, that's Can you help them breathe? Can you help them? Relax their shoulders and Yesterday I was working. I was very the young guy whose father had just died and He was very blocked and Then he remembered his he remembered the grass at the graveside. And I had another student, a, a woman who had the same experience. They saw the funeral. Mm. And when they saw the grass, the time of day, the people that were next to them at the funeral, what they were wearing, what the air was like, they burst open. Mm. And they were so much joy and sadness because they understood what a place is, Mm. what a smell is, what a visual is, what the sound of the wind is. Those Mm -hmm. sensory things that were taught that what we see, smell, taste, touch and hear evoke every emotion you'll ever have. And, and acting is a craft, you know, I'm working on this extraordinary film right now. I can't say who I'm working with, but the person I'm working with who's very successful uh, is working with a very famous other person. And they were talking to me about the rehearsal process. And they said, everybody was going, all these great actors and actors were saying, what's our moment before? What are we doing right before the scene? And that was the discussion. Mm where are we as we come into the scene?
1: And who these have to be some very famous actors that they have the luxury of getting ready to have a, a rehearsal-type conversation about such things on a film.
2: Oh, yeah. They're, they're a group of the best actors in the world. And the director is serious, and he loves actors and actresses. He trusts them, and he says, let's talk.
1: Mm. Mm. Very exciting.
2: Very exciting. Let's have a conversation.
1: You know I just yeah yeah you know I just made a film which you can see behind me red pill and I hired my friends who were great theater actors and because I didn't have a big budget and I didn't have a lot of time there were two scenes in that movie that were about 10 pages each and I said we're going to have to shoot these like it's a theater scene we're going to have to shoot them straight through and because they were actors that are fine theater actors they could do that for me And then I could just run that scene over and over and put the camera on each of them separately and get their reactions. And what I've learned as a writer is I write a lot of dialogue for my actors and then I cut it. And if I've shot all their performances, then I can build the scene I need out of the performances and the dialogue is gone.
2: Brilliant. (laughs) That's brilliant. And that's your education, Tanya. Everything that you've been through, as a human being, you're a survivor. Mm -hmm. I've always known that about you, and I'm a survivor too. And I can't obviously speak for you, but for me, watching the great films I had as a child, because my background was tough, I felt very alone, but I went to the movies and I saw the greats. And when I saw James Dean and Joe Van Fleet, and I watched uh, the writers, John Steinbeck, Clifford Odets, Pat Chayefsky, and I saw uh, the people like James Earl Jones in The Great White Hope. Uh, I saw Kim Stanley live mm. when I was 15. A lot of people don't know who Kim Stanley was, but all of the people, whoever you are that's listening, see a movie you can get it called the goddess oh okay the goddess with kim stanley written by patty chayefsky with lloyd bridges and kim stanley about marilyn monroe oh they don't say it they don't say it's marilyn but it's based on her life and when you watch kim stanley in the goddess and then you watch seance on a wet afternoon with Kem Stanley and Richard Attenborough, you'll go, oh, you mean greatness. Mm. Okay. And then you watch James Earl Jones. People used to line up at James Earl Jones dressing table, 50, a line of 50 people waiting until he came out and they would hug him and cry. Mm. That's how. That's how remarkable what James Earl Jones gave your race in the play, The Great White Hope. Mm. Mm. And he changed my life. Mm. Mm. So the artist, everybody who's listening, you as a writer, as a superb actress, we are human beings first. And what has happened to us in our life is the paint and the nature of every performance we give, and our imagination is us. And when you imagine something, you know, actors say, "Do I have to have lived it?" I go, "You can use something that really happened, or you can imagine it happened. Imagine it with people that you love. Use your imagination." Well, mm-hmm. my, Jesus, I've got to, I've got to live it. If I can't live it, I can't act it. I go, "That's not true." It's all available. You use everything. If I imagine it deeply enough, you know, I had to play a part when I was younger of a young man in a, uh, in a factory of immigrants. And he was poor and he was here illegally. Mm-hmm. But the man who, run, who ran the sweatshop was very cruel to women. And he would stand up for the women at the expense of his job Mm. and his livelihood because he couldn't stop it. And I said, what can I find to use? And I just took a breath and I suddenly saw this man in a sweaty t-shirt punch a woman in the mouth and she went hurtling backwards and hit her head on a radiator and it cracked her head and she was bleeding and moaning and I was holding her. And that was my mother. Mm. And I started sobbing. And I'll tell you, that performance was one of the best things I ever did. And guess what? Mm. That never happened to me. Mm. I imagined it the sweat, the smell, the blood, the moaning, the warmth of her body, and my little hands caressing her. Mm. And I'm emotional right now. It was me, but it was my imagination. Mm. Yes. You can use everything. You are your imagination. Yes. You know, you can put someone that you love in a situation that is hilarious. And you can laugh your ass off. Or put yourself in a situation that could happen but hasn't happened and imagine it and laugh your ass off or sob your guts out or get pissed off.
1: And I will say to people listening that this is how Larry coaches. The last time I coached Larry was a, a play that I was doing which was kind of a solo play. And I we got on the phone and we had conversations and he had read the script and we talked about what I could imagine and he planted seeds for me to imagine things. And uh, this was a play called uh, Time Alone that I did in Los Angeles a few years ago and won a lot of awards from sitting and just having conversations with Larry. You and Alice Spivak, who we lost a couple of weeks ago, were two people and would say, you go, you have a cup of tea, you get the job. That's <laughs> <right>. your gift.
2: <laughs> and it's joy. Your pure joy. You know, we were having trouble trying to get the the electronics to work, so we could do this interview. Yes, and I'm sitting there and I'm having agita, and I'm going, "Why doesn't it work? What have I done wrong?" And then I go, "We're going to fix it." You stayed with it. I stayed with it, and here we are. Mm-hmm. You don't stop. Life is joy. Life is learning, and it never stops unless we stop it. Mm-hmm. And there's there's actors and actresses can succeed. If they will embrace who they are, read, get on the platform and act, get out of their comfort zone and do a part that scares them, work every day.
1: This is Tanya Pinkins. Thank you for listening to part one of my conversation with Larry Moss. Do come back for part two on You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: You is kind. You is smart. You is important. You is dead. Tanya Pinkins' horror film, Red Pill, brings African-American perspective to progressive movement.
2: We are a majority in this country. And we're gonna win the election. Do
1: you know what the red pill is? A red pill is someone who infiltrates a group and then destroys them from the inside. This place is spooky. Some people like to live dangerously. Cass, why are you so jumpy tonight? You know what, guys? I'm gonna go back tomorrow.
0: Did you hear about the creature woman that attacked a father and son hunting down here? I don't see
1: the case. This place creeps me out. Ah!
2: I think we should call the sheriff's office.
1: The only people missing or dead are brown people. They're after all of us.
2: What do we do, Amelia? We die we take some of them with us. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of Maestro Music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work